Hi. Dickington Steele here. And today, we are dissecting college days with appearances by sexy librarians, Korean guys, and of course, our lovely guest Jean Claude, a Brazilian American lad from Boston. So, sit back and enjoy our brow inclusive rambling about cheap vodka, painful GPAs, our 10 year college reunion, and the best game of beer pong ever played. This is Double Pontification. Dwell together, sons of a mother wise and true. Now we're bound by ties that cannot sever all our whole life through. Gather closer. Time draws near when we must part. Still, the love of college days will linger ever in each heart. So raise the rosy goblet high, the senior chalice and belie, the tongues that slander and defile, for we have yet a little while. Jean-Claude Van Ram. Dickington Steele. How you doing, baby? Oh, so well now that I'm here with you. It's been a while. I don't know about you, but in Shanghai, it is cold as fuck. I'm like freezing my berries off. It's uh, <laughs> it is cold, man. And it's that real wet cold, that humid cold. Um, so even though you look at it, it's like, oh, it's only like 30 degrees. Don't be a little bitch about it. It's, it's cold. Mm. How's it in in Boston? Oh, it's um around the same point right now. It's like 30s. We're probably going to get a little bit of snow. It's been unseasonably warm winter, 
but it's still the kind of winter that will punish you if you go outside and you're not dressed appropriately. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting to see lots of, uh, heavy duty jackets out there. Nice. Nice. Well, hopefully if, <laughs> if we have a reunion, uh, this upcoming summer, there'll be, um, you know, better weather. So I won't have to bring all my fucking gear over, but who's to say at this particular moment, can you believe that we're about to have, hopefully our 10 year reunion? Time flies. How have we matured and how have we grown older and wiser in these 10 years, haven't we? I, I certainly know how I've gotten older. <laughs> I, I can't drink nearly as much as I used to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I can. It's just that I am hurting the next day. I've also I've also gotten bougie, I must admit. Oh, like, yeah. It actually kind of matters what I'm putting into me now. So no more vodka Pause. in the plastic bottle? No. But it's on sale for four ninety nine. I know. Yeah, I still can't pass up a good deal, but you have to like do a lot more like aftercare now to like really make it work. So remember to take care of yourself, kids. <laughs> drink, drink a lot of water before bedtime. <laughs> right, right. Make sure to uh, put on a little sheet mask too. Keep your keep your skin nice and moist. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, have you talked to anyone else? The old gang. About upcoming uh, reunion, potentially? It's still a little early. We've got a half year, but it's coming up. Not yet. Uh, there's a certain librarian that I'm thinking that I need to reach out to and touch mm-hmm. base with. Um, mm-hmm. as Sexy well librarian? As a lawyer, sexy librarian and lawyer with glasses. Um, <laughs> overall, things have been very quiet, I must say. Um, well, I mean, with New Year's right around the corner and Omicron raging through, I guess people are preoccupied. Also, just life hits, man. Like, it's mm. crazy that at some point we all kind of congregated on this little campus. And then now there are, uh, you know, those of us in degree programs with our big mm-hmm. kid pants on, right? Getting big dick MBAs and uh, doing law school. Swinging. And also, like, popping out kids. So... Life hits. Yo. Yeah. Life hits. I do think that one truism, though, mm-hmm. is that the same way that we did work back then, I think, is the same way that we make plans now. Yeah. And so I expect to hear a lot of chatter <laughs> uh, a week or so before actual reunion time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. It'll come down to the wire like it always has. Yeah, suppose so. I've been thinking about reunion because I have to be selective about when I can go back to the States with the whole international travel thing, right? Um, it's pretty complex logistically coming from Shanghai. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel really nostalgic too. I recently did an episode with my friend Kevin. We were talking about New Year's resolutions and then we went to decade resolutions. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm mm. starting to think 10 years ago. Can you believe, let's put it this way. Like 10, I think is still kind of like, that's all right. Have you thought that we met almost 14 years ago? Bruh, it's crazy. When I saw it's your brother actually, for the first time, your, your brother was like four feet tall. And then now he's yeah. just like this beast of a man. <laughs> beast bearded Bruins <laughs> fan. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's huge. How could he have gone so astray? <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, you've seen like life chapter. Like you've seen it in my family like grow gray and older. Like we've seen a lot of each other, bro. Yeah. Do you remember when we met, when you laid eyes on me for the first time? Do you still remember that? Yeah. When you were in my bed. That's right. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's because that that <laughs> now librarian roommate of yours at the time, <laughs> I was playing frisbee with him or whatever, and then checked out your dorm room. And I was like, "Damn, this this is a this is a nice joint." And then I was like tired after like running around and shit. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go back to my place and like take a nap." He's like, "That's no, fine, man." What do you mean it's fine? He's like, "Just get in the bed." In yours? No, <laughs> in my roommate's. I'm like. <laughs> Are you sure he won't care? Like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but like, I remember like as yesterday, like I opened up the door and I'm like, who are you? And you were like, yo, how's yo, what's it going? Up? <laughs> what's up? Is this yours? <laughs> Not anymore. And I, think, <laughs> and I think I had come home to like crash. I was like, it. I was like a cat. I've marked it. I've left my pheromones and DNA on it. <laughs> and you wouldn't be the only person too. like, that was like a, like a roulette of people going yeah, through that, like that's true. Bed. Wait, that bed was still fresh at that point because that was probably like 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 a week into you know our our lives on campus at that time, right? Classes hadn't even Absolutely. started then, so I I got in first. That matters. Mm-hmm. I was a trendsetter. I was I was I was in that bed before it was cool. Yeah, lawyer with glasses ended up biting your style and doing that too. But I think it took them a couple of days before <laughs> they were on that train. Um, but yeah. You remind me, like, mm-hmm. at that point, I was still like, um, I came here to crash on my own bed. So, like, yo, throw that pillow, like, sleep on the ground or something like that, but get, get, get the fuck out of my bed, right? <laughs> um, it t- still took a couple of weeks, I think, before it was more like, yo, just roll over and I'm just going to, like, put my feet in your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we would do the, the no homo 69. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Daily. Oh, yeah. Um, it took, yeah, it took a while. I think I, I, my, my distaste for my roommate who we lovingly called McWhale because he was this huge, uh, football player dude. He was a very nice guy, actually. It's just, we didn't have, we just didn't have the chemistry. Like, uh, only mm-hmm. after did I get to campus and I talked to people about like the dorming sh- sitch, right? Cause I was in this like little dinky one on the, in the corner called Williston and it was it was nice because very intimate. But when I went by your dorm and like the dorms around it, like the newer ones, the more impressive ones, I was like, "Holy shit, man! Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, this is this is not equal. Yeah. What happened here?" And I talked to people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well on the on the dorming questionnaire, you're supposed to say like, oh, I prefer certain places.' Like, how the fuck did did I, was I supposed to know that? That's an education in a nutshell, isn't it? Like, I got the ski lodge that got turned in. Ski lodge looking place that got basically turned into dorms, whereas you got like nice quality, but it was like a dinky chalet. Yeah, it was nice in a way, but um, mm-hmm. it lacked a little je ne sais quoi compared to your place. You know, it looked like a fucking museum with Titanic stairs. Yeah, the grand staircase really yeah. was like a nice touch. Yeah, um, that was very bonerific architecturally. Hell yeah! Like moving in. I was definitely like, wow, as I put up my Dark Knight Heath Ledger poster <laughs> and thought like, this is <laughs> um, so edgy. <laughs> yeah, I know. That movie had just come out and inspired everybody as to what true art and true acting was. Or when I saw people like move in and like their parents are bringing like crates of their stuff up the grand staircase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. noticed how some people were bringing like 30 racks of beer for their daughters. And Later on, when I went to introduce myself to people on my on the floor, because I was such an eager beaver, like I learned that like, oh, people brought those 30 racks so that like you can 
party and make friends. It, again, it was an education where I was like, oh, is this how people get to know each other? Right. Like right. so much knowledge, so much cultural knowledge coming in and like, the first 24 hours. Yeah, so I was actually going to bring this up in terms of what are the things that you realized once you got to campus. And you're right on the money. I wanted to talk about this in that uh, for some background, like my parents didn't go to college. They're they're uh, Chinese immigrants, right? So they rolled up into states. Um, and then back then too, because they're much older, right? So like the college education wasn't nearly as much of a a necessary thing if you want to get into certain circles or achieve certain professional goals, right? Mm. Back then, it was a little bit more more freestyle back in the 70s. Also, my, my siblings, they had very different educational experiences from me, right? So didn't attend like mm. similar schools at all. So when I rolled up, right, like I had no idea what to even fucking bring with me, right? Like at my room, in terms of my my possessions, they were so sparse. And I get into my room with McWhale, and, you know, true the name, he's got, like, tons of snacks. It's, like, stocked up. But it's, it's, like, he really put a lot of thought, he and his family, put into, like, okay, you know, Mickey, you know, Mickey Whale, like, what are we going to need for this semester in order to survive? And, like, he's got all these things. He's got, like, a first aid kit. He's got, like, so many different blankets and shit. I'm, like, whoa, what the fuck? It was actually really eye-opening to me that they were prepped by their families or like by their counselors, mm-hmm. for example. I don't know about, about you. You you went to <laughs> an all-boys Catholic high school, you know, so may, maybe they, yes, yeah, maybe you had like better counseling than me. But I went to a huge public high school with 3,000 kids and we only had three counselors. Wow. So they provided jack shit, you know, like we, we did have some appointments to come in. They were like five minutes long. Come in, look at my GPA, like, ooh, that's high. Um yeah, you should apply to some good schools. I'm like, thanks for the insight. <laughs> you know, you know, they don't provide any uh, suggestions whatsoever. And because we're in California, mm. most people stay in California, you know, at my school. And most people yeah. just stay where they are, right? Most of my friends, they went to, if they could get in, like UC Berkeley, uh, USC, UCLA, right. a few real smart cookies. The UC system's amazing. It's amazing, yeah. It, amazing deal. I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying, though, that... The guidance counselor couldn't really give me anything, couldn't really expand my perspective on like other things over yonder on the Eastern coast. So I roll up to Mm. campus and like you, I'm seeing things like, what? And then I'm talking to people and they're like, yeah, man, like my dad who, you know, is an alumnus from like 1969. Like he (laughs) gave me all the, the insight, nice, all the insight in terms of like how to like play the questionnaire and then like which things to attend and all that. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? It's like, oh yeah, even before I got here, we had these like alumni gatherings where I met some other people who got into like his friend's kids, mm-hmm. right? Like this starts so much earlier and I had, Shit starts I had early. no idea. Me neither. I mean, similar background. Uh, my parents emigrated from Brazil. Um, I came in a little more prepared than you. Um, in the sense that even though I went to like the Catholic all boys school, like nice. they still kind of assume that like, yeah, like, yeah, you're going to be going to college and you know, you'll know what you're going to do when you get there. So like, bye. <laughs> um, but I had some advantages where my parents' viewpoint of college was very similar to yours. Parents is like, I probably wouldn't even have applied to college if it was just based on them motivating me. Cause f- as far as they cared, I should just get a mm. job. Um, but I had an aunt 
who was a house cleaner in a college and a small liberal arts school in um, Rhode Island. And she was a house cleaner for, for her part of her day job, but she also worked um, as like a cleaner in a, in dormitories in this um, small liberal arts school rather. And, and so I kind of got like a monkey see monkey do sort of aspect of it where she was like, yo, some of these dorm rooms have mini fridges. So you should get one. <laughs> and in fact, we just found one. Yeah. That was being like tossed, thrown dude, out. So I can get dude, you. A do you remember? Fridge. Do you and remember like, the fucking vultures that would descend upon campus, like at the end of the year, when like yeah, kids were like leaving things behind, right. and then all these townies like flocked in and like dumpster diving, like going through the dorms, like like taking things. Oh yep. my god! Chairs, I remember, um, fridges. you know, like uh, our beloved friend Ella. Uh, she was uh, packing her boxes, <laughs> yeah. right? And dude, this like fucking mm-hmm. like like junky looking townie was like rummaging through her shit in a box. And I, and I walked back into the room like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, oh, so, dude, like I got here first, man. Like you're going to have to wait your turn. I'm like, no, that's, that, that's like my friend's shit. <laughs> He's like, oh, really? My bad. I was like, dude, it, it has like markers. It's like, it has like writing in marker on the side. It's in a nice box. He's like, oh, dude, my bad. So, that was that was that was real wild. So um, that just reminded me of that the mini fridge Super thing. I, I also got a mini fridge too from other people, but I was jelly when I first came in, and I did not have a mini fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I think there was like some other cultural differences too. Where uh, I mean, I grew up in Boston, and coming that helps at least because we stayed you know in that area ish you know northeast. Absolutely, which means I also knew how to dress for the cold. Like I at least had enough comforters and stuff <laughs> yeah. for that. But not like I my dumbass where I'm walking around in sandals <laughs> in December. But let it be known, Dickington Steel is hard. He, after one winter, you were just still walking around in flip flops and shorts. Yeah, like you leaned into it. I know. Just saying. That's what heroes do. That's what heroes do. You live. You rise up to the occasion. Um, but yeah, people were very trusting. They would leave doors open. They would unlock their doors. They would leave their like laptops on like common area oh, benches. Dude, yeah. And me, yeah. as somebody who just arrived, being like, "Yo, I could steal your shit right now. Like, why? What? Like, where do you come from that you're so easy with your belongings? You know, it was it was fascinating those first couple of days. And to a couple of things you said really resonate with me. First, a lot of college was basically learning that you could get along. Re- people could be perfectly nice. And you're probably still don't have what you need to form a decent relationship to get along with each other until, you know, a special event happens. Like you and your mm-hmm. roommate. It was probably nice enough, but you guys did not have the conditions necessary in order to be. No, we were so different. Like, I mean, uh, he absolutely was like this huge football player, dude. And I was like this very petite guy who was into like the arts and ultimate frisbee <laughs> and uh, absolutely we we were just um we were just on different planets exactly but if you had met in like an alumni mixer event welcoming new students like a month ago like maybe you would have had like the right like you know introduction to like kind of like pave your relationship and i didn't go to any of those things i didn't even know about them really and so I stepped on campus cold. Oh, I went to an admitted. I went to an admitted students weekend. Did you ever do that? Um, but a lot of them ended up going elsewhere. Honestly, you know, so actually, yes, I did. I met a couple people who did end up going to um, the Ferris College, 
And yeah, like that was really helpful to have some familiar faces, but a lot of the people that I clicked with did end up going elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like even like some of the top schools, their halls, there are going to be plenty of kids who go elsewhere. Oh yeah, a lot of shuffling. That was, uh, that was nice to get a little preview of campus, but um, what you're describing though, it, it's really interesting how context matters so much uh, in terms of when you meet people. Like, oftentimes people say this in terms of uh, kind of romance, like when you meet someone, you met them at the right time mm. or you had developed enough as a person, hopefully, yeah. where you could attract each other instead of, <laughs> instead of like, you know, like your girlfriend you know, being like, oh, look at that fucking loser slob, right? Like you had cleaned up enough by that point. Like I remember the last time we were at reunion, our five year, right? Fuck, that was four years ago. But we ran into some people mm-hmm. that I never really jived with. Like I knew of them, right? Like for example, Camille. She was real cool though. And I started to think, I was like, was she always cool? And I never saw it just because, you know, we never kind of had that opportunity come about. Or is it that, you know, I've become mature enough to appreciate what she has to offer? Or, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because we had a really great time. Absolutely. And during college though, we barely, like, she, we, she, we were kind of like on the peripheries of our uh, intersecting social circle. Like that kind of crew Absolutely. in um, in North. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like she and I would hang out and like bro out or something, but we had a really great time. <laughs> that was, that's funny though as fuck though to think like we would have like snapbacks on backwards and like, yo, Cam, yo, what up, dick? Yeah. Uh, in an alternate reality. Yeah. Be like, yo, dick, drink, bitch. <laughs> like- <laughs> I know. That's, that's some multiverse shit, man. <laughs> Now back to double pontification. Absolutely. That's another universe. But like, I completely agree with you. I think what was very clear during my reunion was how immature I was when I oh, first yeah, painfully stepped on so. campus. You were so I'm immature. So... <laughs> me, me too. Hey, me too. Yeah. Me too. Hey, birds of a feather, man. We flock together. Um, but also like... what. Another thing that I very much noticed from people like her is that some people stepped on campus on a mission. Maybe they didn't, they weren't culturally like Mm. keyed in to how like a small liberal arts thing works, but they were like, I know what I'm here to do. I'm going to go out and get it. I have a plan. And they really execute on it until like that, like third year or so when they allow themselves Mm. to relax. Uh, And if they do that, like a lot of people do, but (laughs) if they do it at all. Um, maybe some people need to like literally graduate before they can like relax a little bit. Yeah, they they needed to get like a private masseuse for all the ass clenching they were doing. <laughs> yeah, um, and like meanwhile, as soon as I finished high school and got into college, I was like, all right, like um, I'm gonna take the chapter of my life where Jean Claude Van Ram is the smartest he'll ever be, and I'm concluding it. <laughs> I don't need to tap into my brain like this anymore. Little did I know, yeah, I needed yeah. to. Um, but the most hardworking mm-hmm. version of me stayed behind in high dude, school dude it's actually it's actually crazy yeah i had a similar <laughs> birds of a feather man dude in high school i was a <laughs> machine i was taking so many classes mm-hmm. dude high school for me started at 6 40 in the morning my ass had to be on the football field at 6 40 to be playing the drums for the fucking marching Bruh. band yeah and then i oftentimes Damn. would also stay till like 9 p.m at night when it was like prime time when we had to get ready for like football shows. So 
that was just insane. And I somehow had to find time to do like all my homework for, we had AP classes for like four mm-hmm. or five AP classes, right? APs. And also like my plethora yeah. of, of other extra, uh, miscellaneous shit that I did, you know, uh, to fluff up the college apps, right? Like my extracurriculars, like I did decathlon. Um, I also did orchestra. Wait, academic decathlon or like athletic decathlon? <laughs> yeah. You know, I was really good at discus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. can flow that shit. You can really throw that shit. <laughs> Dickington Steel, the master of the discus, mm. kind of kind of rolls off the tongue. It was academic decathlon, yeah. Mm. Um, so <laughs> it, it was still sexy. <laughs> Yo, it's sexy as shit. Dude, the the brain is the biggest erogenous organ. So yeah, I was super hardworking, and then like uh, this is one of the things that I would change if I were to go back. But the first two years, mm. especially, foot off the pedal, foot off the gas, like. I made it <laughs> like I, I deserve to uh, kind of like enjoy shit and I'm in a new place, a completely new state, mm. new culture, new people. And um, I, I struggled really hard, as you remember, to find balance. I remember. I think yeah. you also had a bit of bad luck too. Um, you mentioning that your roommate had a first aid kit reminded me of it. Yeah, I was definitely dealing with a few physical you red We redlined our bodies that first <laughs> semester, that first yeah. year. We were not sleeping no, very much, No, it was sir. terrible. I was not taking care of myself. Like uh, Now that like I'm really into uh, to skincare, shout out to our Asian beauty, and then drinking water, and just even when I'm super mm-hmm. busy with work, and life is fucking crazy, but like finding time, like you gotta rest, you gotta eat properly. Back then, I just hadn't... Gotta get a workout in. Gotta get a workout in, you know. Back then, I just hadn't figured it out. And there were some other complex things too, right? Where, for me, it was very jarring because um, a lot of people feel this when they go to, like, a a, a pretty elite institution and suddenly you're surrounded by a lot of talent, Mm -hmm. by a lot of big brains. So much talent. So much talent. You know, you don't take it for granted anymore. You can't, that you're, like, the biggest you know, dog academically or intellectually. And it's mm. very humbling. That's a big adjustment phase. And then additionally, I was very wide-eyed. So a mm. lot of the rhetoric about explore. Experiment. Experiment. And, you know, like, don't worry about it, man. Like, t- like college at the time, just kind of like wander. And you don't have to like set things up so uh, tactically or kind of like scheming. And I think mm-hmm. that there is a lot of beauty and wisdom to that. But at the same time, taken to an extreme, though, you are kind of going about directionlessly and you also make yourself prone to all of these traps, right? Where suddenly like, fuck, yeah. my GPA is not looking hot. Yeah, and turns out it's very hard to lift up a GPA if you've made enough oh, mistakes. Oh, Christ, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. As I've learned. Yeah, um, me too, brother. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, touching upon the the theme that you're mentioning about, like, what would you have changed? I think I would tell myself what I tell almost all younger people now. Um, what do you? Who do you define as younger? Um, people who are about to go into undergrad, and even and even some people who um, now that I'm in my final year of my MBA, um, right. that I tell like students, prospective new students, is that we come in with all this like creative and exploring and, and all this energy to explore. And that's fantastic, which is, I actually think that's not a bad thing to be completely open-minded and intellectually curious. 
Um, but I, what I recommend is for people to um, divert that energy into people, like find people who are doing interesting things and get to know them. Don't take on 10 roles and then do them all very poorly. <laughs> um, I, I think early on, I was quick to try to be everywhere at all times, taking that high school about undergrad, undergrad oh, yeah. first okay. year, yeah. that like kind of like high school mentality of like, I did this really well in high school, so I can do it really well in college. Nah, bro. The anthem is do less. Pick mm. one or two things, go deep on it, figure out if you like it or not be out there socially so that you can understand what's going on elsewhere through other people's experiences. And if you decide you like what you hear more than what you're doing, drop it and move on. Cause that's the mistake that I made. Yeah. You're right. I think that's so poignant what you're saying about being able to move on. I actually uh, realized it's painfully obvious when I look back now mm. with all the wisdom I've accumulated that I had a really Indeed. hard time putting something down. I was such Absolutely. a, like one of my defining traits and it was a strength i mean it is a strength but as with many things in life it's a double-edged sword right like mm -hmm. i had so much endurance and stubborn determination drive like so i will see this through i will do Absolutely. this no matter what we had the cost. grit yeah we were Incredible gritty grit. yeah and that is i mean an incredible thing to hone and i am thankful for it now but it came mm -hmm. with a lot of consequences when I didn't know how to use it wisely at that time. When there are times where, look, it's not smart to just like bash your face into the ground, you know, just because you're too stubborn or too stupid to say, hey, you got to get out now. You know, parachutes on your Absolutely. back, pull the cord. You got to do it. Yeah. Sunk cost. Now's a great time to just draw a line and stop. I did not learn that until much later in college. So I was enamored with being a physics major. And so like, I was not very good at physics. <laughs> and as you recall, when you asked me for physics help in a homework assignment a few semesters <laughs> later, I still was not that great at physics, even though I was still pushing myself and staying up late and applying myself. Turns out that it wasn't aligned with what I wanted to do in the future. I was more of a, I was, I was, had an eye towards medical school. Um, it, I was just doing it because I hoped because I found it interesting and I thought I'd be smart if I was successful as a physicist. Do you, are you saying that there was kind of like a, a social aspect to it where you hope that people Absolutely. would, okay. Like in terms of your family or. I think, yeah. Like my dad was proud of the fact that, my, that his son was studying physics at a college as opposed to something that he would <laughs> determine as less noble to study. What, like, what, what would daddy, what would daddy JC deem as like lesser? I mean, honestly, once you even get into the realm of biology, they'd be like, uh, um, are you serious? <laughs> I mean, but like, again, th this comes with time and wisdom where daddy Van Ram has never actually considered that. I never really felt that I've had a real job. So like, mm. I think that's something that I would not have known in retrospect. I've gone on to do engineering and biology and he has a little bit of a sense of like, a real a real job is moving refrigerators come on <laughs> you know like it's so like th there's some cultural and generational differences there um but i think overall um never really appreciating that like it's worth considering it's great that you can put in the effort but are you applying the effort in the right places because as the philosopher said you can always retake a class but you can never retake a part <laughs> yeah who was that it was philosopher 
steel, I believe. <laughs> really? We learn more about them in intro intro one oh one philosophy, I think. <laughs> chapter one, drink bitch. <laughs> chapter two. Yeah, chapter two. There's always a bigger bowl. Chapter three, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I think that's chapter seven. That's a little too advanced. Mm. We gotta get go through the intermediate steps first. Yeah, you don't wanna hurt the freshman, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that was really tough. And but I will say that in my case, with you talking about those other considerations like family expectations, those pressures, those influences, mm-hmm. I was kind of fortunate in that my parents really did not have any strong sway on on what they wanted me to study. They were mm-hmm. already very happy that I'd gotten into a good school, and um, they they really. But, you know, in my opinion, now that we're getting to the older age where we have to think about like, oh, you know, am I going to am I going to use my goo to like make humans? Right. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so so poetically said, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think back I'm like, you know, my parents could have done a little bit more parenting. Like they could have slapped me a little bit like, hey, do you have a plan or not? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Like that moral essay class. Oh, that sounds really interesting. What is, what the fuck is that yeah, for? Yeah. You know, as, as I was uh, exploring, let me see, like Russian literature, uh, theater. I did uh, history of, of medicine. I did French. I did oh Japanese. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Don't say it. <laughs> uh, I, know, I, did, I did Chinese. I did poetry. I did, uh, popular music analysis i did medieval music analysis you're noticing that none of this shit really goes together right yeah so i think yeah that was that was uh real tough i i appreciate it i just wish i'd gone about it a little more more intelligently right like there was a cutoff point Mm -hmm. where like i'm going to allow myself a certain amount of time where i'm going to explore right but then after like two Mm -hmm. semesters three semesters whatever like there has to be kind of like a cutoff point where like, okay, I have to like really think about what are the things that are sticking out? What am I really good at? You know, what, what do I foresee myself potentially doing? And I don't have to be right, but at least fucking think about it, young dick, right? Yes. As opposed to, <laughs> what were you doing at that time, young dick? Uh... Instead of reading Little Dorrit and thinking about your future. <laughs> well, I was going to class sometimes. Um, ultimate mm. frisbee, uh, singing, orchestra, mm, mm. lots of partying. <laughs> yeah, drinking like a fish, like four and five days a week. Uh, having terrible senior mentors, if you could call them that. I'm uh, more like devils on my oh shoulder. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever have you ever reconnected with them? Out of a bit at the time, but it's been a long time. I would like to reach out to them, but you know, at the same time, like there is, maybe it's a cop out, but I don't know. Have you ever thought that there's purity and kind of like keeping something locked in its temporal existence? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I kind of, okay. I kind of, you know, forever, for however yes. much they led me astray academically at the time being like, yo dude, sausage, <laughs> I'm going to graduate in like two months. Like, come on. Are you going to be like a little square and do your homework? Or are you going to come out and drink? Hit this blunt or we friends or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Like, um, uh, it was terrible for me at the time, but you know, I do look back on it fondly because again, like, although there are certain things that I would totally redo, 
when are you kind of going to have like a mostly consequence free environment to kind of like be such a jerk off and like make those mistakes? Cause you can't, you can't do that Absolutely. nearly as much now. Right. So if anything, it's like, and, and you shouldn't, probably. you shouldn't yeah, exactly. But it's like, it, well, if there was ever a time where you're going to be kind of like this aimless jerk off, it was then. So I, I don't know if it would still have the same magic if I reconnected with some people and, you know, now he's like a youth pastor who's, you know, lost half his hairline. Mm. Like, I, I just don't know. Yeah. Right. He's running, a, he's tending to his flock at Hillsong and you walk <laughs> in through the door and like for a moment he doesn't recognize you, but when he does, oh man. <laughs> I know. He starts pulling Sausage, out the solo cups. What are you cups. doing here? <laughs> I know. Oh man. God damn. You know, it's been a long time since we played some Pong. I am aching Bruh. for a game. We were, we were some hot shit back in the day. We were. Um, I almost never played. You played all the time. <laughs> I I, did. I was. <laughs> I didn't play all the time. <laughs> I was patently trash until I got fairly drunk, and then suddenly I turned into a sharpshooter. Oh, dude! And you, yeah, you 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 you, you, you became like the the Pippin to my Jordan, <laughs> or the or, or the Wade to my LeBron. Hell yeah, we're on the banana boat together, baby. <laughs> dude, do you remember that one time? In King, when like it was so dark on oh, the first floor, yeah. yeah, first floor, it was so dark. It's basically, pong in the dark, and that table was so far. Right, that was not regulation <laughs> the distance. Longest table ever. That was the longest table ever. I swear to God, I was like pitching this fucking like ping pong ball, like like I don't know. Would you say it was like twelve feet? No, it was, I, it was like twelve feet or something. 14 feet. Mm-hmm. It was like a free throw mm-hmm. with a ping pong ball. We're, we're basically doing things more through like echolocation. Yeah. Like I'm hearing, <laughs> I'm hearing to see if they're trying to go for the bounce in order to like just defend it's, my It's just end, dark you know? as fuck. And like people are grinding and like bumping into the table. And we're just like mm-hmm. stuck on that one cup for like, I don't know how, I mean, I was, I was crossfaded. It might've been like, it might've been like 90 seconds, but it felt like it was like 20 minutes. And finally <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, it's time to like, clutch this out and then bam swish yeah so it's amazing that's amazing i it's like bong it's good <laughs> he's on fire yeah i <laughs> that that honestly and it really it, <laughs> i know i know too soon <laughs> rest in peace I, I shouldn't be that proud of that moment but that <laughs> might be like top 10 epic moments of college for me <laughs> and it really shouldn't it be oh, God. but i don't know it was pretty damn epic have you ever thought about that like a top 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the time yeah that was yeah <laughs> all <yeah>. the time <laughs> whenever yeah. i'd smoke like way too big of a bowl i'd be like oh this is top 10 this is top five <laughs> like, every time was top five but the bowl just kept getting bigger man like i couldn't help it <laughs> yo guys I'm so hot. This is top five (laughs) highest I've ever been. He says that Monday. By Tuesday, we are having another top five experience. By Wednesday, Thursday, another top five. What can I say? I'm an optimist. Now back to double pontification. Yeah, the gods were telling you that we're getting a little too spicy. How to kick you off. Yeah. Cool off. Cool off. People can't take this heat. (laughs) 
But yeah, like I think where we were last is like I was telling you about I was telling them about their your Oh um, dude, I was talking about the, the dream team. That's right. The the astronomy dream team. Yo. It was me, Ella, Freddie, and David. Oh my god. <laughs> Davy C. Yeah, the four mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. And we were doing this astronomy class. It was uh intro intro to astronomy. I remember. Mm. And Freddie at the time was like, yo, 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 guys, let's take this joke class so we can like all hang out, like get an easy A, which we didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can hang out afterwards and just like smoke bowls and hang out. Isn't that so great? God, it, it's a terrible moment when it's like 2.30 in the morning mm. and Freddie he's gaming on his ps3 he's like wait 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 just 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 let me play like a little more 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 demon souls (laughs) and then ella is nowhere to be found and we're trying to message her but she's like yo i'm busy it's like okay right (laughs) all right and then it's me and davy c and then i say yo i'll be right back (laughs) gotta get a pencil (laughs) (laughs) then i come back like four hours later after having passed out and Davy C is like, yo, I finished the project. I take a look at it. It's all crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus. And then I do like the biggest ass wiping job ever. Also, like y'all took that at the women's college nearby, right? We did. We did. That was that was interesting. I mean, that was part of the appeal uh, for me to see another campus. Not that it was a women's college, but just because there's another campus. And I thought that'd be cool to just kind of expand our, our um, kind of... I don't know, our, our actions in the area, our moves. That'd be cool. And it's a very pretty campus. I thought it was very ambitious for y'all to travel for an hour to another campus to take No, it class. was it was the it, it was it wasn't an hour. It was only like twenty five minutes actually. Ah, nice. So it wasn't that bad. An hour, I guess, round trip ish, but it was all right. Especially when you take the bus with friends. It was fun. It was all right. Mm. Yeah. Um we did get very weird looks from people. You know, it wasn't quite like men. You know, it wasn't quite like that, but yeah. It was a little confused. Like, what are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> kind of. Also, do you recall how you would mm-hmm. dress back then? Because uh, give me a reminder. Because you were you once you got in the groove of college, you were very flowy. Like, like you didn't <laughs> mind going around campus on like shorts and a robe and flip flops in like thirty degree weather. And if I recall, <laughs> Ella always had some combination of like sweatpants and a hoodie um i'm pretty well, sure that well uh, we like to joke that she, she looked like she was homeless <laughs> and other and other group and other and other members of your party probably didn't look like they showered in days so like i think <laughs> y'all might have been drawing attention for other reasons now with maturity Dude. i think Dude. i think that's a little obvious the dream team mm-hmm Dream team. And also, I think the thing that really got me going on that is that when you mentioned you were taking intro to astronomy, I was like, oh, wow, the easiest class at the Ferris College. Way to go. Nice. But then you told me you were taking another class. And in the back of my mind, I was like, what's to say that it's easy over there? What if they take it hella seriously? <laughs> it, uh, it actually wasn't as easy, uh, especially just because, you know, we, we just did not work as a team at all. Um, mm. I think we ended up getting B pluses, <laughs> which is fine. Not bad. But, you know, it wasn't ideal. You know, and, like, you take it, you take it, but it wasn't ideal. And the most absurd thing was when Freddie would take his gaming laptop to class and he'd be furiously clicking like, during class <laughs> with headphones on. <laughs> Dude, 
And like, oh even God. it was so bad that even someone as shameless as Ella, she felt shame. She was like, yo, bro, <laughs> like, what could you, you quit? Could you quit that? <laughs> You're making us look bad. This, but Fred is also the same person who would take Chinese one, even though they have literally spent the majority of their lives in Taiwan, right? So I, I, don't, I don't think he took. Oh, no, he did. That's right. He took he Chinese did. one. Yeah. He, did. He, didn't, he didn't spend the majority of his life, but he his family was in Taiwan. And he spent a lot of time there. He was he was like Long story basically short, he native. He was basically native in in Mandarin. Yeah. That little asshole. Because we actually um, crossed paths when he skipped, I think, Chinese two, and he went to Chinese three. So he was in my Chinese mm-hmm. three course. And goddamn, like Professor Shun, like just did not like Freddie. <laughs> yeah, bad egg. Well, first of all, he had that ridiculous Taiwanese Mandarin accent. Oh, and then, yeah, with the mouth open. And, right? like, Professor Shun was, like, this old-school Beijing dude. Mm. He was like, ah, Freddy. <laughs> he was always so disappointed. <laughs> and then Freddy would also say shit, like, in earshot. He's like, have you ever noticed that Professor Shun has the eyes of a man who's lost his only child? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, okay, like, he's not deaf. <laughs> he's been in America for, like, like 20 years. <laughs> also, if you're going to insult him that early in the semester, boy, you're in for a rough time. God. You see, these are the kind of experiences that when I jokingly, like obliquely referred, refer to them now in a graduate program, people are like, there's no way people behave like that in undergrad. And I'm like, what? What undergrad did you go to? I know. Seriously. What? Yeah. yeah. Where the fuck did they go? Absolutely. They went somewhere, they went somewhere boring. Yeah. Duke, Harvard. <laughs> yeah. Places live a little. I know, seriously. But yeah, like there were some uh, interesting personalities there. And it, it was, I think it was in the company of this kind of people that I would see your uh, your phraseology evolve. <laughs> Yo, smoke this bowl now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. remember the bong? The, like the really <laughs> tall bong <laughs> that, like, yes. was this like a hookah? <laughs> dude that thing was like i'm trying to hold on was that thing like holy fucking hell it was like almost two feet yeah Twilight. i had a hard time using it like i couldn't like both dude, like you, even, even if you two-handed it like it was like a three-hander you needed like someone to support you you needed an assist occasionally like i think at that point where were we living were we in we were in cage we were in King. Okay, so this is our King, senior year. Because I was on, I was on the fourth floor. Well, I, I took a year off, right? But uh, it was, it was uh, fourth floor King. So occasionally you would come down, knock on my door, be like, "Gene, come upstairs, let's go." Yeah. Well, yeah. Wait, you were trying to write your thesis, so you oh, said. Gosh. What was your thesis I'm, on again? Um, I think it was um, using alpha crystalline, um, mm. as like a model for. You, you had switched to bio by this point, right? It, it's interesting. I had switched to chemistry by this point, and oh. I was essentially doing a biochemistry thesis. That's right. Because yeah. be, because Jean Claude Van Ram did a very wandering, um, random random walk through the curriculum over at, in college. But I ended up graduating with a chemistry degree. That's and, right. That's right. And I probably turned in one of the worst theses <laughs> that hey, the world's hey, ever seen. But it it passed. It was accepted. It passed. There I think go, I got baby. like a B plus on it too. Like, hey, like, who gives a shit? You know what B plus says to me? That means it passed. Hell yeah. Um, 
But yeah, you would uh, remind me to live a little. We'd go upstairs. We'd like hit that. Maybe a few bomb. too many reminders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, probably just yeah. right. But I think that was like one of the beautiful parts of our friendship. Like you yeah. would remind me to live a little, and I would remind you that hey, maybe, maybe, maybe everybody in this party should be working on their academics. Like now, <laughs> dude. I remember when I uh, procrastinated on my twenty-five page popular music <laughs> paper, and I had two days to like cr- just to like, crank that shit out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember I had a plan too. I was like, "It's fine if I if I don't sleep. If I just take this narcolepsy medicine that mm-hmm. that <laughs> that Ella procured for me, and I write mm-hmm. half a page every hour." I should be fine. The math checks out. Checks out. And I remember there was a party going on uh, on the third floor. Mm-hmm. And there were some people visiting. I remember there were some recent alumni that were visiting as well. And I get into the room and I see you guys. And you're all having fun and whatever. And you're giggling. You're already like, you know, a few a few rounds in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are 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 joking they're like how's the how's the writing going dick yeah dick don't you wish you could just like smoke this bull i, I bet think one person you, was making that kind of sound but yeah i sure. bet you won't you little bitch <laughs> and i was like wow you know i'm really above this condescension you little bitch and I'm like okay shut up give me that fucking bunk <laughs> Let me show you how to rip it. I like ripped one out. I'm like, okay, one more. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I go back trying to write. I'm like, oh god, this is the wrong decision. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna reload on my narcolepsy medicine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I'll check in on you like, like at three or four in the morning, and you're in a woman's bathrobe (laughs) trying to plug away on this paper. Oh, the man. G-Punk era, Warren G. Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was like, uh, I had like this bandana holding my hair up. <laughs> I'm in this pink robe, and you weren't even in your bedroom. Yeah, like, yeah, it was, yeah. It, it was something. Um, thinking of like community spaces, I realized one of the best places I've ever got to live was in a housing that actually you helped me get, but you never lived in. That's true. I did. Yeah, one of the times I actually was really proactive in doing work was setting up that suite in Cohen. And that was going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it was fun for you guys because you lived in it, but a six-person suite. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, with two bathrooms and a common space. And I had already fallen in love with Cohen a long time ago because my really bad, really bad influence senior mentors when I was a freshman, they lived in Cohen. So I had always dreamed, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to live in Cohen. I'm going to follow in their steps. Mm-hmm. So when we had room draw, I was like, yep, we're, we're doing this click and we're also going to take advantage of this like older Korean dudes, like o- o status in order to bump us up in the rankings. But um, yeah, I ended up taking a year off. So Ella took my spot instead. So it was you, mm-hmm. the librarian, Ella, um, a few Korean dudes. That was a very incestuous uh, suite when I was gone. Yeah, I mean, it was mostly like, one or two relationships driving everything, but overall, <laughs> one one or two out of six people. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I mean, I mean, just speaking facts, but like, uh, like either way, like from my perspective, because this is, I, I think, um, for you to, for you to have an idea, dear listener, the third year is when Jean Claude Van Ram really 
matured as a person inside this like MC. I'm, MC, I'm like, so sad that I, that I missed this. <laughs> <laughs> you could barely notice it when you came back, right? Um, yeah, I know. It's like I was blipped and I came back and nothing had changed. Oh my gosh. I mean, around you, how could I change? But I think that was around the time where I really started internalizing, like, do less, do a few things really well, um, working on it. I was still pretty bad at things, but it, um, I felt for the first time that I was like the adult in the room around my like roommates, which was really nice. And it was interesting throwing parties in that dorm because it was truly Escher like stairways kind of like led to nowhere. Um, getting to the front of the building or the back of the building was not a straightforward task at all. And right. it was, it was almost like this geometric Salvador Dali setup. Yeah. Like if you invited somebody over, you kind of had to meet them at the door and guide them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You yeah. need a little Sherpa to go through that mountain of madness, which yeah. was really nice. Um, there's some good parties there, but it wasn't quite the same without you there, but, Aww. but you, but you, but you had, then the, then we had return of the steel the next year. Right. Yeah. You had the, you had the two relationships and then it was like the return of the steel, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the sequel. <laughs> yeah. And what a glorious return that was. I was coming back from a year of backpacking in China. I did a mm-hmm. solo backpacking trip. That was, uh, definitely like my come to Jesus moment. Um, moments, I should say. Uh, mm. lots of moments where I was like, oh my God, I might die here <laughs> or, um, just, just mind blowing moments of, um, kind of just being able to be by myself. I think, mm. you know, with the, the challenges of the first two years of college for me, not really having direction, wanting to do so much and not being able to give up on things either, just piling more and more things into my plate and then way too much partying. I think it was nice to just kind of have this detox where I was in this new place and I was by myself and I kind of had to live with my internal monologue. You know what I mean, like I had to mm. really live with what I was and think about what I wanted to be, you know, what things I still liked about myself and what things like this is not optimal. And mm. when I go back to campus, I really want to go back and do things better, smarter. Now back to double pontification. Faster, so harder. I yeah, fast, yeah, exactly. Faster, harder, girthier. Okay, so <laughs> I got back to campus, and Lighter. that was <laughs> that was that was uh, amazing. Yeah, um, I remember coming in late August, and like the birds are singing, and the sun is shining, and it was it was great. I remember being so happy to see friends I had not seen in a while. Actually, I remember going into um, our cafeteria, our sole cafeteria on campus. Yeah. And some people were like, holy shit, Dick. Like, I thought you were dead. We all <laughs> thought like, you were dead. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. I was, I was very bad at keeping up with communication at that point. Mm-hmm. And I you know, like solo backpacking in this place. Although my parents, you know, they are Chinese and I had learned Chinese. It's very different to immerse yourself in there for months at a time. 
And I had no plan when I was backpacking. I was just going place to place based on the recommendations of locals. So, for、mm. example, when I got to Beijing, I'm hanging out with this Beijing dudes, right? We're like eating lamb skewers and like you know guzzling down Qingdao. I'm like, hey, where do you think I should go for my next place?、I'm、like, well, what what kind of experience do you want? I said, well, Beijing's so big. Can can you give me a recommendation for someplace smaller, right? Like not such a a sprawling,、um, like urban jungle.、Mm. And they said, "Well, why don't you why don't you go to this place called Pingyao? Pingyao is like this historical little little place."、I'm、like, okay, sure. I go there. It is so small. <laughs> it was crazy.、And、the place I went to after that it was like a five thousand person village, and I was just so naive. I roll up. I'm like, "Oh yeah, so um, where's the nearest hotel? Are there hostels around here? I'm on a budget, you know, so I can only afford about like." Four dollars a night, <laughs> and these guys look at me, right? And they're also speaking like Mountain Mandarin. They're like, "Uh, there are no hotels around here." I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I just took like hours upon hours of buses to get here, and there was no more transportation for the day. So I'm trapped here. I'm like, "Oh fuck!" It's like I'm gonna have to sleep outside. And one of the guys is like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Um, I've got some space in my place." I'm like, wow! Like that is incredibly magnanimous. Yeah. And I follow this guy, and he leads me to a cave, <laughs> and he's like, "Welcome to my cave, bro." <laughs> and we go in, and but to be fair, it was a very nice cave. <laughs> so we go in, and like, dude, like the shit's like like a mini bat cave. You know, it's、yeah. like stone everywhere, and he's got like this TV, and then um, he's got a he's got a a bed for me to stay in as well. And it's just like this slab of stone with、mm-hmm. a blanket on it. Yeah, and, is that where、um, you caught like what was it that mosquito borne illness? De-、uh, dengue fever. Oh, you caught dengue. Damn. No, not not there. I, I caught it in another place. That was bad. That that was a moment where I was like, oh man, I might fulfill、uh, everyone's predictions and just like kick the bucket here. It was bad. I had a very high fever of like one o six. Um. So my brain was like shutting down pretty much. It was really bad. I was very delirious, and these、mm. these poor, like、um, these、uh, these cafe employees, these two girls who also stayed at the cafe, they had kind of like a, a dorm there,、mm. and I rented out one of the beds. They were just dragging my ass to what they called the hospital, and they were each they were very petite. They were like maybe, and I'm not big, but they were like four ten each.、Mm. So they were like. You know, drag me to this place, and I keep asking them annoyingly and del- del- deliriously, like, "Oh my God, where's the hospital? Am I gonna die?" <laughs> like, "You're not gonna die. It's fine. We're almost there." And we get there, and it's a stone hut. And I'm like, "Oh <laughs> Jesus, I'm gonna fucking die here." <laughs> and、um, well, spoilers, I didn't. But yeah, yeah that's 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 a, a taste of my harrowing thing. So、uh, yeah, I I had that, and it was really it was really good for me. In terms of making me kind of like appreciate a lot of things I'd taken for granted, in terms of making me kind of come face to face and confront all these immaturities that I had, you know, I was like, I'm not taking my education seriously. You know,、mm-hmm. I was much more serious in high school. You know, I need to refine that, and I need to bring that back, resurrect it, make it even better. Like I,、um, I don't think that I have built. Uh, I've I've spent my time wisely in terms of building like the best friendships that I could,、mm. and I did a better job of that in the second half of of college for sure,、uh, where I still partied, 
but yeah. more moderately, relatively. And also, I think just overall with people that were deserving of my time. Yeah, that's like one growing arc that I think many people experience to figuring out oh, yeah. where do you, wh- where and with whom do you invest your time? And only got better at it through time and experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like when you came back, like I felt like this is a new steal. Like this steal's <laughs> harder. <laughs> I can tell. New steel. Yeah. <laughs> new steel too. A new era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. I came back and a kind of similar to what we were talking about, right? When we were at a five year before, um, I came mm-hmm. back and there were certain people that I never really exactly jived with. Um, mm-hmm. And this time, just because of certain, I don't know, timing and, and just uh, how we had changed over that period of time, like uh, new friendships formed. And that was, that was very cool and precious and completely uh, took me by surprise too. Again, you met them, you met, you reconnected with them at the right time. Like a lot of college was an ego check for me, a kind of better understanding my place in the world, what I'm good at. And I think it was really interesting when you came back. Really, Jean-Claude Van Ram, do you have an <laughs> ego problem? I mean, I thought I was hot shit. And, and, so, and, and in many ways... <laughs> you you uh, are hot shit. You are hot shit. Yeah. It, it was learning that like I was, I was hot shit in ways that I wasn't considering and the ways I thought I could be mm. hot shit very mediocre but it's that's okay true mediocre. And, that, and that's that was true for me as crowd. well that's true yeah. yeah yeah and so like but definitely by the time you came i feel like that was like it it really pained me that like our last year together would be my final year because, yeah because yeah. that was a year where i think we were really firing on all cylinders like there were like some pain points that were off the table like i was more focused with my time um didn't have my alarm clock anymore <laughs> Dude, fuck that thing. But at the same time, it was also my damn fault for like sleeping on your floor in your bed all the time. So, absolutely, um, dude. That alarm clock, Jesus. I mean that that could have it was a bell alarm up. clock. I, they they can use that to like resurrect people from comas. Like you know th- that was like a fire alarm. Yeah. And the funny part <laughs> do you remember that like- one time? Do you remember that one time you were mad at me? And you, as you should have been, because I was being a little piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but one time I borrowed your alarm clock for like a, like a Chinese class, like prop or something. <laughs> and like, I think you didn't wake up because of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I was so tight. But you I, know, but yeah, you yeah, you were pissed, and I was I felt bad afterwards. Like wow, I was pissed of shit. But you know what? Like like Changsworth, our, our Korean friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was like, oh, dude, thank God. I mean, I fucking hate that thing. <laughs> so I was able to sleep in today. <laughs> yeah, he says he says that as he's sleeping on my floor with one of with either mine or the librarian's comforter and one of our pillows. Yeah. Like, yeah. like our, our first year dorm became a bit of a hovel of like four men. Four dudes. Yeah. Filth, basically. And it was a it was a nice room, but it was not built for four four like male bodies. Absolutely not. Um, and like, I think like the only source of food was basically like Cheez-Its from like my like food stash <laughs> and whatever juice and water I had in the fridge. <laughs> I remember it, it, late night eating sessions. Oh, dude, we would, we would get like creative because we were so desperate. And it's actually like my, my, 
you know, that's how a lot of cuisine works. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of Chinese food is that, you know, there was a dearth of resources. It's like, okay, we're going to make some interesting sauces with like these fucking roots, like these, these, these animals and some of these leaves and like, oh my God, it's delish. I remember taking like a Cheez-Its and like, what else does he have in this mini fridge? I <laughs> opening it up. He's like, okay, he's got like some Smucker's jam. <laughs> oh, <nasty. laughs> he's got some black pepper. <laughs> okay. What else? He's got some moldy cheese. Like, I think if we mix these together, we could eat it. <laughs> I was convinced we were going to die of cancer from like the way we <laughs> ate that first year because we would take this, um, our neighbor's rice, rice cooker and throw shit oh, in yeah. it. And then like, would basically bake all the Teflon off the rice cooker. And <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. But I also can sleep, can sleep a little easily knowing that I definitely wasn't able to eat fast enough to keep up with everybody else who was trying to like, eat oh, all that same dude. Rice it's, it's, like, it's just, it's a bad time when you're be in trouble. It's bro. a bad time when you're trying to compete with Korean dudes. It's that army mentality. Yeah. And they weren't even in the army yet. They're just like, it's like, I didn't realize you could eat, consume without chewing. Oh, dude. Yeah. The, the slurp. Yeah. Oh, man. Took me years to get the slurp down. Dude, I remember I remember late at night, man. Like, t- talk about people who are cold-blooded. Changsworth was cold-blooded sometimes. <laughs> like, there are times where, like, your ass was just passed the fuck out. And, like, there was that little glass room on the side in, in your dorm. And mm-hmm. he and I are up late. And he's like, oh, man, like, how am I ever going to finish this writing assignment? Y- you know, and then, like, I'm trying to do whatever, like, whatever the fuck. And he's, like, just mowing through Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I'm not, I'm not much better because I'm also hungry. and I'm eating through them. But, like, I only have the decency to not, like, eat, like, five at a time. And he's, like, sucking them like a fucking, like, vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and, like, Brutal. By the time I like reach into the the fucking box, it's empty. And he's like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> and then he's like, "Big Sean Claude's gonna be mad." And I was like, "Oh, I guess we could buy him a new box." He's like, "Oh, yeah, I guess you could do that." <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, this motherfucker. <laughs> it's brutal. Do you remember all those KSA parties, the Korean Student Association? Oh yeah, I go to them every so often. Yeah. So often, I felt like we were going all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a good time. Um, it was. It was like a, it was like a it was like a biweekly. Or was it like a like a every two weeks excuse to get together, like for like fratty Asian dudes to play pong and like terrible rap music. Yeah, wreck <laughs> wreck city bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you spin me right around me. <laughs> Kesha, right? So yeah. Oh Jesus. Pitbull. Oh, God. Yeah. Some very messy parties. I didn't know that many Korean people growing up. I knew a few, but not enough to have been immersed like in a community. And there I was like, God damn, these fuckers drink. And this is from a guy who probably had a drinking problem at some point. Like, I was like, even these guys drink too hard. Yeah, bro. And I think it was like the games, like the like, like there was an element of like no man gets left behind. Like everyone's. Everyone. Oh, dude, I remember like that bunny, 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 something, something. <laughs> you did like do the rowing and like put the bunny ears on your head and shit. Dude, that was Squid Game before Squid Game was Squid Game. You know, like you're playing these like little kids games, <laughs> like people delighting in you, like drinking yourself to death. 
Yeah. And like us being like very foolish young men, like occasionally we might do like a hero shot for somebody and. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And they, and they say chivalry's dead. It dies in college. I'll tell you that. I thought at some point it's gotta be like, yo, every man for themselves. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you, what do you wish you'd done more of? Like if, if you could go back there's certain things like, man, I really wish I'd explored that more or just something that you didn't do, but you saw people doing it and like, man, that, that, that's a lot of fun when I think back. I wish I'd done that. I think I was a little shy back then. After like all the, despite all the stories we've just told, I think fundamentally I was a little shy. I had a very strict view of what spaces I could move freely in and what spaces I couldn't. And thinking, and I think looking back, like if I had just simply done less so that I had more free time to explore. Um, but also like reached out more to, I think like the, like affinity groups on campus, I think it would have been a less psychologically stressful time. What do I mean by that? Um, there were, do you remember how in our second year, I don't think you were dorming on that, on the, on that floor, but you were dorming below it. Like the one that I was on the third floor. Yeah, like La Causa, like La Causa House or whatever it was right, called. Yeah, with a janky-ass pool table. Super yeah. jank, but, you know, those curves were just right. We spent maybe a quarter of our, like, collegiate time just playing pool. Um, when was the last time you played pool? Probably a while ago, yeah? Um, oh, quite a while ago. I've lost the touch. It's, like, similar to Pong. Like, I, it doesn't feel right picking it up without, like without the right people, you know? I know, me too. Like, like Pong is still alive and well in, in, in NBA land, but it, it serves a different purpose, and so it's not quite right for me. Oh, I see, yeah. <laughs> people are networking during Pong and shit. It's like, it's a very... You're only worth knowing, you're only worth knowing if you make this death cup. Absolutely. Otherwise you're dead to me. If you can't play Dartmouth Pong, you're not one of us. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> um, I think, it, I think it's, it becomes a very anti-social, social thing to do. If that makes any sense, it's you can't work a room when you're doing that. Um, but that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, but um, what was the subject? Um, not pong. But what would you do more of? What I do more of? Go back. Yeah, I would. I would. I would invest more in those um, communities because I got to know the international community at um, the Ferris College quite well, um, just from personal. Um, from like personal. <laughs> what, what are you doing, dude? Are you are you boinking your waifu pillow over there? <laughs> She just wanted to weigh in and say something. No, it's um, <laughs> my puppy who found a squeaky toy right now as we're recording. Um, uh, That's a convenient just to take excuse. A to give her to encourage her to go to the, into the next room. Give me a moment to rub one out. Now back to double. Pontification. There we go. A puppy will do what it wants when it wants. Um, Damn, man. That that was barely like eight seconds. Hey, it comes with practice. Like when you're doing it during a job interview, like you can be surprised how fast you're moving. Um, Dude, it's that McConaughey mentality in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing we never came across Benzos during undergrad. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, you know that's also something too. Where I think back, I'm like, wow, I did a lot of damage in college, but 
Thank fuck I didn't actually come to contact with some seriously terrible stuff. Yeah. Also, thank fuck like, you actually didn't destroyed the, me. Thank, thank fuck you didn't have the capital to seek out more crazy stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I was too broke to, like, achieve that big boy shit. Like, all, all of our festivities were essentially subsidized by somebody else. By Freddy, mostly. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, like, long story short, branch out, meet new people, hit up the affinity groups, get out, to, break out of your shell. Like, you want to be something, you wanted to be the scientist guy, and so you leaned in on that. Sure, do that, but, like, don't be afraid to, like, lean into, like, being Brazilian-American. I, I had this hang-up about reaching out to the Hispanic community on campus. Like I wanted to meet people, but I didn't want to be considered lumped into like a larger group that I may or may not have any ties to. Um, and that was just me being in my own head. I should have just gone out and met and meet people. So that's one thing I'd change. Be less shy. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that takes time. And now you're a, you're a social butterfly in your MBA program. Uh, yeah, I try as well as you can in a pandemic at least. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I think I think there's also like a, a nice having some a brand, and if your brand is authenticity, like that works nice in your favor. Um, what do you mean by that? When they people know exactly what they're gonna get from you, like if they, if if they ask you for an honest opinion, they're gonna get it. Mm. I think that is like in a a pretty valuable and important part of a brand that you can develop for yourself especially in communities like an mba program being known for being trusted is nice yeah sure so that way they don't expect it when you stab them real deep in the back right <laughs> that's where you're going with that right hell yeah <laughs> um i agree with with a lot of those things for me what to add on to that i would have done maybe some different activities now i think back now i mean it's it's also hard to say because it's kind of after the fact, but I wish that I had done some magazine work and that would have been really interesting, like contributing to the arts magazine. Mm. I think to have been part of that sort of crew to um, handle other people's work, do some editing, uh, submit more of my own stuff. I think that would have been very uh, fulfilling and very en enriching. I wish, actually, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit split on this one. Like, on one hand, I kind of wish I'd done more theater-related stuff. But on the other hand, some of those theater peeps were, were pretty crazy. They're pretty cray-cray. Yeah. I mean, maybe that could have been fun. But I do think that you're <laughs> yeah. also manifesting an artistic itch and talent that, you know, maybe it would have been nice to get started at it when you were younger. That's true. I mean, yeah, I, I did... Flirt around with it. I mean, I was involved with with some things, right? Uh, like, for example, I was in Carmen. We did a production of that. I uh, played in the orchestra pit for um, Evita. So I was involved in some of those things. And, and part of me wishes I'd done more. I would have gotten involved in the Glee Club way earlier. The Glee Club, like, made the last two years of my time in in college... Was it two years or the last year? The last year, a joy. Truly. I think last two. Yeah. A lot of fun. Singing is a fuck ton of fun. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember those, uh, those scandalous photo shoots? God. <laughs> there's the shirtless. Oh, jeez. I found that poster the other day, and I was like, on one hand, I love this thing, and I'm going to keep on like <laughs> stashing it, but I can't actually yeah. hang this anywhere. Or like... <laughs> 
Hey, here's a here's a poster of like what twenty five like naked men essentially. For, like, there's no other real way to say it. Yeah, we knew how to have a good time, and I think we generally knew how to balance being wild and wholesome. Mm. I'm just hoping that people can still cut loose and have some fun, regardless. Because Lord knows, sometimes I was holding onto the grass to not fall off the earth <laughs> after those parties. Like they were so fun. Mm. Yeah, I remember after one of them. I was, that's one of the times where I was like, I'm too wasted. I'm gone. And I think you were barely better than me. And we were like zigzagging our way back to, to our dorm. <laughs> I remember at the time, uh, you were giving me very, um, very good advice. <laughs> and in terms of like, friends don't let friends bang other friends. And, um, you know, looking back, uh, probably should have listened to that. Well. Sometimes, sometimes you have to learn through experience. <laughs> I told you so. Don't want to be that guy, but I fucking told you so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's not like you didn't have some lessons to learn, too. Oh, I was learning so many. <laughs> Mr. Boyfriend of the Year. <laughs> 14 years running. Yeah, definitely learning how to manage relationships better and how to be a little more like honest with other people and also be honest with yourself. Because mm-hmm. I found, like, I was like that... In that young age, I like almost took on the duty of doing something to be more important than how I felt doing it. And then I would find myself knee deep in an engagement and realize yeah. my heart wasn't into it. And I agree. That's cool. You know, like, like that's the kind yeah. of stupid, thoughtless stuff that like you can only get to, you can only allow yourself into when you're young. Yeah. Yeah. Well, pretty much I think everyone's kind of like trial by fire. You just kind of like have to go through it. Then Absolutely. you realize like, wow. A lot of this is really not important, you know? Yeah. But I think that was, like, one of the lovely parts of, like, undergrad where, like, there are moments where you're the clown and there's other times when you're the sage, you know? <laughs> like, you could be drinking from a cup and then Officer Leonard runs in, like, br- bus bursts into the suite and you start oh, running. Oh, Jesus. There are some people Officer who are... Leonard, yeah. Exactly. There's some people in that room who are thinking... That's probably not a good idea, sir. <laughs> like you should not be <laughs> you, yeah, you yeah, you remember <laughs> when he came in, he saw me. And that was that was that was bogus, man. There were plenty of other people drinking in that room. And the, but, but I didn't make things better by like running into the bathroom trying to escape through the fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Leonard was the Batman to your do, Joker. Do you know what I did? You didn't see the bathroom, but I propped open the fire escape door and then I hid in in the stall. <laughs> <laughs> and pulled my legs up <laughs> and he still knew I was like wow god damn this guy really is the world's greatest detective <laughs> Jesus what, is, what did he say to you when he found you was he like really <laughs> yeah pretty much he was like you know you shouldn't have done that right I'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man he had it out for me I also had a high profile so yeah that's true. But you know, there there were a few times that afterwards, when I hit the legal age for drinking, I saw him. I was like, "Yo, Officer Leonard." He's like, "Hello, Richard." Hello, Dickinson. Didn't Steel. even gi- didn't even give me. I know. Didn't even give me the courtesy of calling me he Dickington Steele. He's like, "Hello, Richard." I'm like, ah, never change, Lenny. Absolutely. Never change. But hey, he is the law. <laughs> like it can't be. Hard. I know. Yeah, I wonder if I if I ever made his night. He's like, oh yeah, it's another dick call. <laughs> another, it's another dick bust. <laughs> He's at it again. Yeah, 
You know, at one point, I like I was uh, supposed to go see the dean. Oh God! Because of all my fucking shenanigans. Absolutely. Yeah, but then uh, I, I threw someone else under the bus because I was just so wasted. I wrote someone else's name down. <laughs> when they're taking my, when That's when awful, some dude. like oh, yeah, I know it was a student medics. We're like taking my name name down. But they didn't know me. My name is Jim Beam. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My name is Admiral Nelson. Feared on the high seas. Esquire. We had all that cheap alcohol. It was like Admiral Nelson. So much cheap booze. But, you know, again, like, desperation finds a way. Kind of like jam and Cheez-Its. I remember if you mixed a little bit of Admiral Nelson or, like, Sailor Jerry. Jerry. Some pink lemonade. Then you had something drinkable. Yeah. Something all right. Remember Soko Pong? Southern Comfort with pink lemonade. Oh Christ! In a pong. Level? That was that was alright. Yeah. I mean, I remember. I remember vo- vodka pong, pop off pong. That was bad. Wait, did we play vodka pong on that art table of yours? Uh, it was only an art table because I made an art table. It was the laundry table that I stole <laughs> from from the basement. I brought it up in the elevator. <laughs> oh yeah, I helped you. That's right. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. Stole it. Yeah, dude, and it was, was there born. for a long time. It was there for, the first time around it too. It was there for like, like in in an inappropriate amount of time. It was there for like two months, right? <laughs> like two or three months. Drinking off of it. I know. Brain I was pong. like, do, I was using like charcoal and pastel to like do drawings from my fucking drawing class. It's like getting onto the table, and then like the balls bouncing into the charcoal. I'm like, that's fine. Just like just just rinse it off. <laughs> And you, yeah. We never wiped it down, so all the grime from like the dried <laughs> between, up like juice yeah. between that and all that <laughs> between that and all that flaked off Teflon from the rice cooker. I'm like, oh geez, I hope this doesn't bite us in the ass in like three decades. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anything kills me, like you know where it's where I got it from. I got it from that <laughs> Teflon. Um, and like, yeah. wasn't at some point like a cop just came into your room? It's like we need to take back. We need to take back the table now. That was the second time around. Ah. Um, in your senior year, when I came back, yeah, the return mm. of the steel. Uh, the first time, it was a custodian. Like I, I hosted a party, and that room was not that big, mind you. But I probably had like, I don't know, twelve to fifteen people in there. Mm. Right? And we parted so hard that I passed out with the door open. <laughs> and the custodian was coming by. He poked his head in. And he was like, "Oh, that's where the table went." <laughs> Yeah, and I was just too hungover to do anything as he took the table out. <laughs> Is this with the roommate with the masks? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. Um, Santorum. I still think of him sometime whenever I see a mask. <laughs> Santorum was really in, into masks. Yeah, mm. I would um, go go back into the room, and he would just have like a bag on his head with like two eye holes cut out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he also had a pillowcase. With a smiley face on it. <laughs> nice. Um, he also liked to wear bifocals with, with like no lenses if he needed to feel smart while wear, while uh, writing a paper. Very method. Very method. I mean, the guy was onto something. You know, it's kind of like how you should dress. How you, you you should dress for the part. You know, when you're looking for a job, people often say like you should you should like Indeed. put yourself in professional garb. You know, to motivate yourself, like, this is what I want to become. You know, almost like fake it till you make mm-hmm. it. Like, embody, realize, visualize and realize that goal. Yeah. That's for the job you want. So he was, he was probably ahead of the curve. I actually ran into him at the five-year. 
Yo, that's right. Yeah. He was doing well. Well, he was uh, doing something at a law firm or something, but he looked well. We we reminisced a little bit about the laundry table, about his uh, mask collection. Ever larger, I'm sure. And um, it was, yeah, it was really nice. I forgot how brainy our classmates were. Like, everyone's like a lawyer or like a judge or a doctor or something. Yeah, I know. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. But that's just, that's just what it was. Although, I do know of some people who... Well, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they did some real zany stuff. Like, for example, um, this guy Elvis, he was going around the country trying to make it as a comedian. That was that was bold as fuck. I think stones. That, yeah, dude, massive cojones. I was like, damn, I, I fucking respect. But yeah, very brainy. But hey, you know, that was just, that was just the culture. It was. Um, did you have a, do you have a favorite spot on campus? Like, do you ever think back to like, ah, yeah, like that was, that was a nice spot to be in. Like a cat getting some sunshine by the window. Mm. Yeah, there were a couple spots, like probably at the end of the day, playing pool at Keefe was like the best because I would, it would always be like, hey, let's play like one game and then go back to work and we would stay there (laughs) for three hours straight and you just Just the tip, just the tip, just the tip and then you get it all anyways, like people would like roll in and be like, yo, you're in a game. I call next, you know? And (laughs) I really enjoy very organic, very organic. I enjoyed that. Like spontaneous community vibe. Um, the that's, that's the, that's the dope part of having a real small campus, right? Is that you're forced, you're, you're forced because it's like, you only have one spot, but then everyone goes there. And then you have this spontaneous, spontaneous, like uh, pool games, or like grabbing a bite with someone they haven't talked to in a while. It's like it's just you. You have so much more common traffic. Absolutely, and that could be tiresome and be like, "Oh, I'm really sick of this dude's face," right? But um, on other times, it was really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's hard if you want to avoid people, but like when it comes to just having a sense of community, you really can't beat going to school in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like there were other good places, mostly for like sleeping or if it was snowing, you can get like a nice pretty view of campus. But I think it's really the key pool table. That was it for me. <laughs> that was it for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, your senior year, you also worked at the student center. That's so that was right. nice too. You remember I'd like sneak in booze? <laughs> yeah. And I definitely didn't do a good enough job like patrolling that area. I was just like, oh, oh no, dude. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you like took like a cursory glance like yeah it looks fine to me <laughs> <laughs> it's on fire but it didn't spread through the whole room yet so i was like eh, i'll be back in an hour i'm back, I'm back three hours later <laughs> yo i'm off the clock man <laughs> now's my break <laughs> not my problem <laughs> yeah that was a good spot um gosh i liked the hill the hill yeah. we could Sit there and look out into the woods, see um like the baseball field, various people practicing, like rugby. The hill is great if you lived there. It sucked visiting people. Oh no, no, sorry, not not that hill. I meant Memorial Hill. Oh, Memorial Hill was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, the hill, dude. I mean, it was kind of cool, but it was <laughs> you know it's so funny, like it's not far at all for us now. It's like we had to oh, walk no. fifteen minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> 
I'd rather die. <laughs> no, it's so stupid now. Right? Like, I, I just it's broke like, up with somebody rather than just go to the hill every so often. <laughs> like, <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Boyfriend of the year. No, Memorial Hill is gorgeous, though. Like, that is like the centerpiece of campus. And the Nobel Peace Prize for boyfriending goes to Jean-Claude Van Ramp. Now back to double pontification. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. You know, I was thinking about things that I thought at the time as a college student. Dude, one of them, though, is distance. And I know that we were just kind of conditioned over time because we were on a tiny campus. But to think that 15 minutes of walking, dude, there were times I would skip meals when I'd wake up from a nap. I'm like, oh, dude, the cafeteria is like a, like a, six minute walk away <laughs> that is insane to me now i'm like what the fuck was i thinking i mean you probably weren't you're probably still you're probably still high first of all when you woke up <laughs> <laughs> yeah true no but, but i feel you like um you mentioned one class very early on called like the history of western medicine or something like that yeah it was maybe 10 to 15 minutes 10 to 12 minutes away walking from my dorm yeah I have not attended a single instance of that class for yeah. an entire semester because I thought it was too far and I would just go to the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, like, it's bad. It's bad. College is sometimes wasted on teenagers, yo. Dude, what they say, you know, like youth is wasted on the young. Mm, you know, really I think is. back now, I'm like, God damn, how did I get so lazy? I'm like, well, I did smoke like the the equivalent of like, half of like Mexico's like weed stash, you know, over, over three years. So, I mean, that probably had something to do with it, but it's just crazy now, you know, when we have to commute and get to work and whatever. Yeah. Or like a normal bedtime is like before 1 a, 1 a.m. now, whereas in back then, like 3 a.m., like going to sleep. <laughs> I'm, I'm still kind of burning it like that though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, my work starts at 10 a.m. So it's, it's quite late. Mm. And I'm only about half an hour away, so I can get away with that a little more. I shouldn't, but I can. We were pushing it, I think, back then, though, in terms of, like, just not sleeping. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. <clears throat> it got better over time, but it was it was real reckless. Well, you know, that's what it is. When you're feeling invincible and no one no one's telling you no uh, in terms of, like, hey, young buck. You want to slow down, you know, check your heart rate. <laughs> you shouldn't be zooming at 90 all the time. Yeah, no, there's no, no traffic cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's tough. I mean, that's that's the brilliance of having a lot of freedom, but also like the, the danger of it as well, right? And especially when you haven't been given these kind of really insightful pep talks or even strategic blueprints crafted mm. with your family or whatever, like... At the end of your first year, you're going to start networking and then, you know, you're going to do your first JP Morgan internship, you know, after mm -hmm. your sophomore year, you know, and then I know this guy who uh, is in Abu Dhabi, and then we're going to make sure that you get in real close with him, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Ask him about his golf so. game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Make sure to play with him, but make sure to lose. But, 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 but by a close mm -hmm. score, you want to make it respectful. So all these little things... The world works that way, yo. Like It does. It does. Like, um, if you're doing it right, you should never have to apply for a job. 
You should never have to um, pay for a certain kind of expertise because you should be able to draw that all through your network. Like, yeah, I think undergrad obliquely hinted at it, but it's like brazen now in MBA. Like, yeah, like, this is why you're here. Mm-hmm. I think that's a like just learning the like. <clears throat> you know, we're seeing the codes, the the line codes in the matrix now. <laughs> Did you see the new one? Not yet. I, I I'm oh, dude. My, is it good? Have, have you have you seen any reviews? Nah. No. So you, you're going in blank, right? Virgin. Do you want me to sully you a little bit with Absolutely. my my impression? Are you Absolutely. sure? Do it. Give it to me. I don't think it's very good. Oh honest, bummer! I really wanted. Ah oh, no! I really. I'm sorry. I really wanted to like it, but I really think you should walk into this movie with low expectations. Got it. And is yeah. it kind of? It's just like a like the other ones, a little bloated. <laughs> it is. Let me put it this way. I appreciate I appreciate that it's ambitious. Ah, so there's a lot going on. But there's just so much going on. And it's also very meta, which is thought-provoking. Mm. There are some really interesting ideas. I just think the execution is not it's not like a an enjoyable watch. It's more like a thought experiment. Or if I read it, maybe I would enjoy it more. Fascinating. But as a movie experience though, I just think they dropped the ball for some things that you know, people really want to see. And part of the movie is to make the point about expectations. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I, ultimately, like, I don't feel like it's super compelling when it's like, oh, we purposely played with your expectations and now you should appreciate this kind of like big brain move as opposed to being disappointed. Hmm as a fandom. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it, it's kind of a strange prioritization. Like I get it. It is doing something really different and it doesn't attempt to recapture the magic of a classic that you can't really re- redo. Right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't do that sin of not being ambitious at all and just being cookie cutter. But I just think that uh, <clears throat> even simple things like uh-huh. I, I don't like how it looks oh, like it has that too smooth new, movie sheen mm. where like it just kind of like blurs too much and oh no it maybe it doesn't blur enough but it, too much money went into it kind of it can't, not it's not a money thing exactly it just has that new movie look it just doesn't have kind of like the dark grittiness that we associate with the matrix the first one. right the, the the matrix had a very established aesthetic right you've got yeah. the trench coats you've got the leather very dark there's also kind of like a green filter as well right mm-hmm. and i get it times change but it just it's a it's jarring how much it has changed and the action is not very good uh, i was just about to ask like i is know the action at least no. like hitting because like I, i'm a huge keanu fan he's one of the best like he's one of the more notable like action stars of like the of, of our era now like dude speed point break the action is not great, unfortunately. It, Bummer. it just, it just, it feels cheap. Like it takes the easy way out. Like there are a lot of weird cuts to obscure the action. Hmm. You know, you don't feel the weight of it. And I get it. You know, these people are older. Keanu's fifty-seven. But, but the guy can take a beating. You watch a John Wick movie, and like, <laughs> the guy can sell a punch. That's true. I don't know. Then maybe it's just direction. You know, 
I don't know. Yeah, like like but, with most things. Yeah, because like because I was hoping that it would be for like a very ambitious movie. Like I saw the new Spider Man movie recently, and it's I won't spoil it, but like mm-hmm. it's a hell I'm. What they try to do is pretty ambitious, and it makes for a good time. It's, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a Marvel movie, so I'm not going to say it's like like movie of the year or anything like that, but it's like mm-hmm. a shockingly solid movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh well, it'd be like that. Yeah. Well, anyway, when you get the chance, like try it out. But it's mm-hmm. oh, God, man. Like to be brutally honest, I I could barely finish the movie. That's how hard it was right. as as a viewing experience. And was it as hard as watching TMNT like in theaters? <laughs> um, the thing is, though, I knew TMNT was going to be dumb as fuck. So mm. that's a bit different. I knew that. Well, as for for this one, it's just, I had different expectations, and the different the nostalgia was kicking in a little different because the Matrix is legit. Well, one could argue like maybe it's the best film ever. I wouldn't argue it, but I'm not going to laugh at someone who does. No. I, yeah. Like yeah, like it's it, it it's it, it deserves a place on a pedestal, I would say. Yeah, it it has like a really 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 outside argument, right? But I I don't think it's ridiculous to mention it among like the pantheon of really great movies. Mm. But this one um is unfortunately in my opinion pretty pretty forgettable, mostly because of the execution. Brutal. That's, just, that's just me. That's just like one dude's take. Yeah, yeah, I gotta see it for myself, but I was hoping at least it'd be notable like a Cloud Atlas style, like what am I watching sort of thing, you know? Uh, yeah. Beginning's yeah. kind of like that, I suppose, but I'm just going with low expectations, that's what I'd say. Got it. That's easy uh, to do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so we talked about all these things and there's still so many more things to talk about, but what are some of the things that you're looking forward to if we have reunion, I really hope we have it. But if we do have reunion this uh, summer, we're we looking forward to. Oh, I'm looking forward to being in the same old in the same space again, being on Memorial Hill. I just want to have a tent full of like our year, maybe plus or minus like two years, and just see like all these people collocated in one room again and just go. You know, um, I think we've been separated from each other for so long, both time wise, but also you know sign of the times, you know, it's a pandemic going on. Um, and if we had the opportunity to meet together in person, even if it was like in a big tent outside, it'd be unbelievable. Yeah. Is there anyone that you're looking forward to seeing in particular? Oh God, so many. Um, <laughs> I want to meet like some of the new children that have been born into our year. Oh like, God damn. Like there is a whole baby. Did, of some uh, people that we're very close to that now exists and like oh, okay i was just gonna ask so um, yeah they, they popped it out huh yeah it, it happened um the kid's adorable mm-hmm. but also like i'm realizing now like yo once a kid is in your life like you ain't socializing the way you used to so i think like if like they were able to if like anybody with kids was able to make it out to the reunion i think it'd be a really special time to like reconnect um, you know, and I think like, like with all things, like sometimes you need to turn the soil a little bit so that like, like you can get new growth. And I think it's just a time for renewal. Like 10 years is a perfect time to kind of get people back together under one roof and like, just see like what new opportunities you can make with each other, you know? That's true. Yeah. Renew friendships. Clean up old business, so to speak. 
<laughs> yeah, it depends on depends on how much you left un, undone, of course. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, with me being having been in uh, Shanghai for so long, there's so many people I haven't kept in touch with, and you know, I would love to see them again and catch up and try to reestablish some links. I think that'd be really nice. Um, you know, when I was younger and dumber, and even though I was better than the first half of my college career, I was still pretty dumb and naive with some of my things. <laughs> uh, with the second half of my college career, still, and um, can't be helped. You know, cannot be helped. But you know, I, I think it'd be nice to rekindle some friendships with people with whom um, maybe there are some bridges burned, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, you know, that'd be nice. I wonder why. <laughs> there are also a couple of people who are like, I'm definitely seeing more first college grads on um, television now. So, like, just like you might see familiar faces, like, in other ways, too. And that'd be kind of cool. Oh, like people we know. We know or met. Like, do you recall that one time when, like, during our five-year, we, <laughs> I think I got, like, a Honda Civic for a rental, but it ended up being, like, a, like a, like a fucking muscle car, like a, like a Mustang. <laughs> Yeah, it was a fucking like cherry red Mustang. Yeah, and um, it was such a fuckboy car. It was awesome. Such a nice. fuckboy car. And the person who fucked with it the most was like a dude who's like been in many leading roles now. Like he would wave to us from like his like place that he was staying, like because uh, it was like situated right behind King. Um, pretty sure he hit on a couple of our friends once, like during the reunion. Um, what? Yeah, and this is a person who like. Like name a fa- name a favorite actor of yours, and this person's been in a movie with them. So like, and obviously like, that's what reunions for. It's for people to meet other people, whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I think it'd be really fun to like, just kind of like really get to know the older classes more. Now that we're like sufficiently out there, where we can like walk into a, like a new class tent with swagger and just be like, "Yo, what's up?" I was already doing that at the previous uh, reunions, even when we were still in college. I just like go into like class of 69 and be like drinking the booze but true i wouldn't be talking to the guys in wheelchairs or anything absolutely like i would swagger in to steal <laughs> shit but like now like yeah. to steal booze but now i want to walk in and be like yo what's up you know like i think i think that's like a <laughs> right. really fun thing like that fun opportunity open for us now but hopefully it'll happen we'll see where the world's at mm-hmm. yeah well if you could give one piece of advice to maybe maybe even yourself, you know, if you could like speak through time and space and then it's like, Jean-Claude, you know, and you're like jerking off in the bathroom. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> uh, if, you could, if you could like eke out like one bit of advice to young JC, hmm. what would it be? About how, about how to approach his upcoming college career. Ah, uh, okay. I would say, like, Jean-Claude, lighten the fuck up. <laughs> and <laughs> do less work and be more fun to be around. Just don't, don't try, just do. <laughs> Isn't this shit, like, a little bit contradictory with the whole, like, wanting to 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 have more of a plan relatively mm. being productive i think it's i think um maybe i'm getting a little meta here but it's when you 
discard the plans that you've been tunnel visioning on the plans that you've had in your head that for a while that I must be this, I must be that. If you just make space and allow yourself to just be present and be responsive to the opportunities around you, I think really interesting things can happen. And so as a, I would just signal to my younger self to do exactly that. And also to essentially realize that most people are just fronting, like they're putting up a facade about, how hard they're working or how intense they are. Everyone's just super anxious. So just don't be anxious, be chill, be you. That alone is going to being solid and being stable will in turn just allow people to like enjoy being around you. It's not a competition at all. Yeah. I think for me, it would be really think about the kind of people you you want to form friendships with. Mm. I think when I first got to college, I was so excited to like kind of be friends with everyone. I was kind of like just throwing my octopus tentacles in all these different ways. Ooh la la. Mm -hmm. And uh, just just trying to kind of like be everyone's friend. Mm. But that really isn't the point of friendship. Mm -hmm. And I, I learned that later on. Uh, increasingly so. I wish that I had been able to go in with that mentality just, just so I could have um, grown and watered like even more friendships more thoroughly. But I think that was a a big thing that I, I don't know, that I, I want to say lament, but I think about sometimes, you know, like some things from long ago, they don't really matter anymore. Because they were like 10, 14 years ago, and they'll be even longer and longer the more the time goes on. But I think that having even tighter bonds with people that I really resonate with, I mean, that would be something hopefully that would last you know, until you croak. So, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's just so incredibly valuable. And I think that if I were able to tell myself that, like that sort of wisdom, that would have had a really big impact. There are a lot of things where, I, mean, I was talking to you about it, right? Like, would you change anything? Like, what would you change? There, It's also kind of weird, too, in terms of, like, changing things because that's obviously we're just kind of, like, uh, you know, chewing the fat, just, like, talking about all these hypotheticals. But that's not how it actually works. Once you fuck with one thing, the whole system changes. Absolutely. So. It's all connected. Yeah. I mean, there are certainly things that I wish I could have done better in isolation, but with all, with, overall, with how things have turned out, I'm pretty satisfied. What do you think? I like who I am now. And Me too. I think I had to learn to like that person that I that I, who I am, not necessarily what I like what am I what am I becoming, but that was a process and that was a pretty important formative and not an easy process for me. It came after undergrad, largely in response to seeing how well I thought people were doing and how I was comparing myself to them and recognizing that I always have been comparing myself to other people and making my decisions based on that in some respect. It's it's funny you say that because one of the things I noticed is that when I was in college, I had this this bad pattern of pedestaling certain people. Mm. You know, being like, oh man, that person's so cool. Like I wish I could be more like them. And yeah, I think after college, I really realized, you know, like I want to have my mentality. Not that you can't, you know, like 
appreciate certain people's characteristics and all, but I, I kind of want to be my own hero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to look in the mirror every morning and be like, I like certain things about this. I want to be more of that. Like, I can extrapolate and see, like, if I put in the effort, like, I see that, that silhouette and I will become that. Yeah. Like, that's who I want to pedestal, future me. Like, you look in the mirror and see that, like, the foundations here are good. I like what I see. And I want to see where I can go next, you know? Like, like that's, like, that's self-love. That's self-actualization. That's a lot of things. Um, and I think it takes time to get there. Um, there's no, I have no reason to believe that me being finishing high school and going into undergrad, that I would be capable of that at that time. But I think if anything, just to send like that balloon of support back in time to a younger me who needed to hear that and like probably wasn't hearing it from any part of their lives. Cause like your parents give you a lot, but like, that's not one (laughs) thing that they'll tell you. They're never going to tell you you're enough. They're going to be like, (laughs) you feeling sad you should work harder and that way you won't have time to feel sad um like yeah i I think that would have been really transformative back then but Mm. this is the wisdom that we earn the hard-earned wisdom that we earn just with time and effort yeah yeah this was a blast going over some really great memories i really hope that I'm going to be able to be back for a reunion if we do have it. And even if we don't have reunion, fuck it. You know, we can have our own thing. Absolutely. We can tear up the entire Eastern seaboard up. Like, <laughs> Oh, yo, great. Yeah. Like a hurricane. Hell yeah. Too soon. Yeah. Hurricane yeah. steel. Like, hurricane steel. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, Hurricane Van Ram is also, oh, that's yeah. got a ring to it. Run, run. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but we should do this again sometime. And there, you know, whatever it is, I, um, know we have plenty of other college things to talk about, but we also have other things like, uh, like Catholic high school and other things. Oh God. I know. I know. know. Well, I mean, if you're ready to go into that trauma, maybe next time. Next time. Tune in next time for all boys Catholic school adventures. (laughs) Yeah. sounds like a Dragon Ball Z thing. (laughs) Hope that doesn't get you copyright stricken, but no way. No how. Not on this show. Captain of this ship. Okay. See you later, man. Have a good one. Have a good one. Love you, bro. Bye. Love you too. Bye. We have climbed together up the pathway. On to the goal where life doth wait Where in bright and beckoning fields of promise Lieth fame or fate Formed among these dear old Friendships that can never die. Strength to keep us faithful in our manhood to our purpose high. So raise the rosy goblet high. The senior chalice and belie 
The tongues that slander and defile, for we have yet a little while to Thank you for joining us. See you next time on Double Pontification.